You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And David has been reinvigorated by a week off in the South African bush, getting out into the fresh air, annoying some animals, as he obviously did. And I've got a sense that he's come back with a new lease on life and also maybe a new lease on markets. David, first of all, how was the Kruger? Is it looking, well, it's always good in the winter, isn't it? Because you can see everything. There's no greenery. Yeah, absolutely right. I went, I started north and made my way south and it's very, very dry, but there was quite a good rainy season. So there's plenty of puddles and water around, you know, enough to draw the animals in. They're not falling over, uh, starving or, or dying of thirst. But the beauty is that um, you get these incredible winter colors there. And I don't think there's anything that beats uh, the bush. And for me, it's one of South Africa's uh, top assets. It's a major, major attraction and asset here and very reasonable to go there. And I don't think, I don't want, I don't want to say we don't exploit it. I think, I think um, you don't want it to be too crowded. You know, you want, but I think what they can do is certainly attract a lot more foreigners to this kind of uh, game viewing, you know, where, where you don't have to pay these enormous dollar fees and where you just get in the car and, uh, you know, drive from north to south. I, m- I must tell you very interestingly, and, and this shows you the adventure of youth because we were in the Olifants camp just overlooking the Olifants River and there were these three young French girls uh, very sweet and everything, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, they were all taking selfies. And I asked them where they were from, and one's at university, one's doing aeronautical engineers. And they had landed at Oliver Tambo Airport, hired a car, never having driven on the left-hand side of the road. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Negoti- <laughs> negotiated their way to the game reserve, which you want to know, not the easiest road. South African drivers are not the easiest people to to actually get through, and that made their way there, and were driving through the game reserve. But I mean, you know, that's the adventure of youth. I would never do it. I said I would rather swim in the Crocodile River than 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 do what you did. You know, I mean, as a newcomer. But um, it's you know, it's the way to do it for young people like that, young girls like that. Uh, it was affordable, and you know, very affordable for them. And of course, uh, you know, they were absolutely thrilled. They'd gone on a walk in the bush, seen a lion and elephant, you know, at Ulifans. They'd arranged a, a walk there and saw everything they had to. So marvelous adventure, which, uh, you know, it, you don't have to have a massive budget to actually enjoy uh, this asset of South Africa. This asset, which is a precious asset, the Kruger mm. National Park, and I can't mm. remember what mm. year it was established during Kruger's reign. Kruger, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm. but the I think the point is how many more parks that are run, a sort of state run, are available now at these incredibly cheap prices. I mean, some of these camps, you know, these smaller camps, where you get the mosquito nets over your four-poster bed and people coming <laughs> with a glass of champagne in the morning and all that other rubbish. Well, it's not rubbish, but it's not for everybody. No, they're, no they're, it's theatre. I, I call it theatre. But there yeah. must be quite a few affordable camps run by the, the government yeah. that are, yeah. as you say, as I said, quite affordable. I don't think of this size. Yeah, I don't think anything of this size. And this makes it a special asset. I don't know the Serengeti. I don't know... 
the other game parks like that, you know, or even the Kalahari. But I don't think it's accessible to people, you know, where you can just drive in. I don't know those parks. I, I, I haven't got the knowledge. But here, anybody can just drive in. You know, you drive in, you make a booking, and sometimes you can be a day visitor, and you have access to this, this kind of game. I know that they've got a, a very small game reserve in Sun City, you know, round about there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's nowhere like the, uh, you know, it's nothing the like Pilansburg the is the one you're referring to, yeah. Yeah, the Pilansburg, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you can drive around the Pilansburg. You know, you go to the casino in the morning or in the evening, you wake up in the morning, go for a drive there. It's no. just not the same experience. You know, it's not the low fill. And uh, while you might be lucky to catch some game, the sheer quantity is not there. You know, they could never afford to have a 300 buffalo or hundreds of of um, hundreds of elephant roaming around. The herds of buck that we saw as well, you know, and marvel, absolutely marvelous. Before we get onto the markets, which is obviously less important yeah, than what go. you've been talking about. Now, before we get onto that, I liked your tweet that you sent about a herd of around 300 to 400 buffalo. And yes. I thought to myself... Mm. I've never seen that amount of quantity of animal all in one go. I mean, you see documentaries no. with David Attenborough about buffalo in the Serengeti, no. etc., and wildebeest and all that, all those other wonderful creatures. But I didn't realise they had such quantity in the yeah. Kruger. But you saw three, four hundred. I, well, I tried to count them because I was sitting there in absolute awe, and I tried to count them in lots of fifty, and uh, you know, very easy. You could, uh, because they were packed tight and everything. I don't know what the official numbers are, you know, because I'm sure that there are game rangers who fly over yes. and, uh, you know, and, and monitor these herds. But I have never seen anything like that. You know, I've never seen the sheer quantity. And, you know, you could pick it up for some photos I took with my iPhone, mm. just little chunks of that. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of thing. And I would love to see the herds of elephant that come down uh, as well to drink and that, but it was an absolutely awesome sight, you know, just, you can just sit there and watch them the whole time and they move, they move fast, they come drink and they're off again, you know. <laughs> so if you come an hour later or uh, 15, you know, 50, you're gone, they're gone. You know, they, they, they don't hang around there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, David, well, I'm glad you had a good time. You sound in a jolly good form. Uh, what about the markets? You mm. know, the, thing, okay. the, the markets are doing nothing. Let's face it, they're doing yeah, nothing. Yeah. The bond markets are doing yeah. nothing. I like what yeah. Janet Yellen said. I don't know if she's correct, but U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said that she's very confident, and she sounded very confident yeah. in her communique, and said that she thinks that inflation can be controlled without disrupting the jobs market. Yeah. And that says to me that yeah. she doesn't think there will be a recession. And if there is no. a slowdown, it'll be a mild slowdown. And I quite like that. And the S&P yeah. says to itself, well, okay, fine. So we'll just drift mm. sideways. And that's what I'm seeing, sideways markets, not in South Africa, but certainly in the United States of America, David. Exactly. And I think... I think what it does say is that we're coming to the end of this tightening period. Even some of the Fed governors are starting to reel back slightly. And they, 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 they don't want to say this is the end. You know, That's not the way they talk, just in case something does crop up. But you can sense it in the market that the momentum you know, the, or the fear and panic that was, has been there for a long time 
uh, is, is slowly evaporating. A lot of bears are turning. I wouldn't say they're turning ultra bullish, but uh, they are peeling back. I think the concern now, and I think what we need to see now, mm. is uh, a move to get growth going again. You know, you don't want the sideways movement to drift on too long. Otherwise, you get Malay coming in. You know, people get tired. They get, uh, they start to lose energy. And if you look at the forecast for the global economy, uh, you know, what lies ahead, I don't know how, how we can, you know, I don't know how much importance to put on the IMF or any of the other world bodies, but they do a lot more research than I do. And they've got a lot more resources. But I think they're also concerned that, you know, we're going into a, a very slow growth period. You don't want to see that. You know, you want to see some kind of growth being brought back to global markets. So I think that's the next move we have to watch out for. But I, I wouldn't get bearish. You know, I wouldn't, when I say get bearish, I wouldn't go short of this market. Um, and it does give you a time to consolidate, think about things and, and where we're heading off to. But, but I'm not, you know, I, I quite like markets where they are now. I like this period because you normally get it September, October, then for some reason uh, picks up later. Why that happens, Lindsay, I can't explain. What I would like to <laughs> I see, David, <laughs> I don't know. What I would like to see, David, and what might define the market, maybe I'm hanging my hat on too specific an event, but it's the ARM listing, which is coming up. They were looking yes, to, yes. initially they said we're going to raise eight to nine billion. Now they've gone to mm. a specific number of 4.87 billion US dollars to, to raise. If this is a successful listing on the NASDAQ yes. of this incredible Cambridge-based company, mm. which is so important for yep. the future of AI and IT and, and, mm. and everything else, if this goes well, I think people will say, okay, mm. we're fine. Not yep. for, the, for every sector, but obviously for the sector that you love. And I'm really looking forward to it being yep. a success. I think you've summed it up uh, very well. It's, I think it is important. Um, there are a lot of naysayers. Uh, but you will find that in the media. There are a lot of people who are pro, you know, pro ARM, and uh, uh, but there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, this is this is bubble territory. This is overstated. Mm. They're going at uh, what's it, Masayoshi Son, you know, about uh, a lot of his flops, and uh, you get you get that in the media. And, and I'm more watching that this was five times oversubscribed. So the people prepared to put money into it. And uh, I'm looking very carefully at it. I'm not put off by valuations because if it does live up to um, what the bulls say it can do, which you've summarized in terms of AI, you know, whether they can be a leading light there or a, a very important player in what lies ahead, um, then that's what we've got to watch out for. Uh, it's not it's not a sleepy company. You know, this is uh, it's not got sleepy people there. There are a lot of clever people there. So uh, I know that a few senior managers have left and so on, but that happens in any business. But but I think you're right. I think it will stimulate some kind of uh, just 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 kickstart people into buying shares again and looking for more IPOs and so on. Yeah. So I look forward to it. We, I, I know it's this week, I think. I think they, yeah, it's, it's mid-September. So that, and what are we now? The 11th, yeah. So it's coming up any day now, and it'll be a big my, fanfare. My, my instinct says go for it, yeah. Yeah, my, me my too. My instinct says have a punt. You know, when I say have a punt, I like the story. Uh, I'd rather be in it than out of it. And if you lose a bit of money, if it doesn't, you know, doesn't uh, reach your expectations. I remember Alibaba. I remember... Uh, buying Alibaba because I like the story. I'm going back quite a few years 
before Xi interfered and before you know the clamps were the the uh, the clampdown came from the from the Chinese government. And when we bought it, the same thing happened. There was a lot of rush, and then it came back. And I remember clients coming to me and saying, "What is this barber thing that you bought? What is this? What is this?" <laughs> and and you know, and, and the worst thing we did is, you know, because the share had fallen back quite a bit. And I said, oh, "Okay, just get rid of it." You know, I'm tired of all the criticism. And what did it do from that point? It just took off, yeah. you know, three, four, five times up. So I'm inclined. I don't know when that, you know, when the sell-off's going to come. I don't know how it's going to perform, but I think this could be an important company. Uh, you know, in the whole AI theme. I do too. And I hope it's a success. Mm. I hope it's oversubscribed. Mm. I hope they raise more the, the just yeah. under 5 billion they're looking for. And this will reignite the listing, the IPO process mm. on the NASDAQ and other yeah. people will have the confidence to do so. Going completely in the opposite direction, I've been looking at telecom, David. We, we look at shares mm. that are either doing really, really well and why they're doing well. Yeah. Looking at companies that are doing really, really badly. Can you pull up a chart of telecom for me? Because I noticed yeah. down again, it's like 24 rand a share or something like that. It's heading down. Where, it's where, heading where, down. Where's it come from? And then from there, it's we come could, from, Okay. It's come from yeah. in the 50s, right? It, it, it on the uh, end of 21, let's yeah. call it two years ago. Yes. It was 55 rand. Whoa. So it's halved. You know, it's more than halved, yeah. And if we go back even further than that, another two years before that, I mean, we were talking about a hundred rand share. So it's 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 heading. But the thing is, a trend is downwards. You know, I I, I think what is being defined is that uh, you know it's either I think you're seeing the same thing in blue label. I think it's very difficult for other players in that side of the market to survive. It's just it's too expensive. Um, it's it's too costly for them to compete with the uh, incumbents. You know, and they, it, it, there's not enough room. You just haven't got the pockets, and nor can you do anything. And I think people are very conscious at the moment, cost conscious. They're not uh, uh, they're not going out and spending. And I think you you know you'll probably see the same thing with actually offering them deals. I think they're just quite content with where they are. So I'd be very careful. Have a look at the six-month graph. I'm, just, I'm sorry to pester you with mm. your technical analysis, but talked about, you know, from the 50s, which I remember, and I thought, this doesn't look quite right, and now it's halved. What has it done in the last three months? Because I think it's accelerated quite recently. Not not dramatically, not 10% a day or anything, but 1% or 2 3% a week, something like that. What has yeah. it done well, in the near no term? There's no deal for the yeah. Um, I can give you a year-to-date which is, you know, the, it, the year to date is just heading downwards. It, it did in the beginning of May, somewhere around there, mid-May, it, it reached this kind of level, recovered, mm. I think, on talk of the deal, and has now fallen back to those those lows, which doesn't, you know, which just seems to suggest there's no way out. I think I think that uh, their the new initiatives are probably starting to to creak a little, and they're still dragged down by legacy issues, which is the fixed line business. Hmm. So uh, be careful of this one. It, I think it's a very, a very difficult period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's yeah. nothing there. You know what, what? What saves a company like this? I don't know. I don't. You know, I really don't know. And I don't want to say it, but I think you get the same thing in Blue Label, where um, you know, CLC has not done anything for how many years? Ever since it's been on the market, twenty odd years of that, it's just never really 
capture the information, you know, capture the um, the public, and it's battling to increase market share against very powerful competition. And yeah. the same thing, this is a share that that you know I'm talking blue label, similar direction. In February, it reached a level of about five rand sixty four, and it's now down. It's halved that. You know, it's down to two eighty at the moment, or even lower I think, at the moment. So it's it's hard. It's a it's a difficult business. I think I think the same would probably apply to all the other chaps who are you know who are kind of <laughs> bottling water. You know, <laughs> like spring water going in there and bottling it and selling on the street corners. Um, Difficult industry. Very difficult indeed. David, you've come back from the bush. You, as I said earlier on, uh, probably invigorated. Lungs are full of bush oxygen. Fresh air. And yeah, <laughs> fresh air, exactly. And rather than sitting <laughs> in your lovely flat, um, but in the centre of Johannesburg, or rather the outskirts of Johannesburg, yeah. call it drive. But you must have done some reading this weekend to catch up. You know what I'm reading? Okay, I'll tell you what. I, do, I, I tell you what I am reading, and I would recommend it. I'm reading a biography of uh, Harry Oppenheimer. Okay. And I actually tweeted uh, uh, why I, it's it's such an important book because I think it's very well written because uh, the author, uh, Carter, I can't remember his first name, was Michael Carter was given access to, you know, Brentus, to the files, to his diaries and everything. And this is not what... What is fascinating is that for anybody who lives in South Africa and wants to get a feel, historical feel for you know the, the formation of these very large mining companies and also the development of you know politics and the economy, how important it was, and the mistakes they made in those early 30s and 40s by not addressing, with respect, calling it the native problem. You know, uh, that's the problem they called it. Yeah. Um, I think by not addressing it there, eventually led to the issues that we're facing today. And you've got to understand this. You know, I've I've never when I read it, I get an, a, a kind of discomfort. It is not directed at Harry Oppenheimer himself or the family or anything, but rather that they could have done more. You know, we they they neglected certain things. Are you uh, saying that they they were as important as the government? In other words, they were so influential yes, that yes, what if they'd yes. gone in a different direction, mm. then South Africa might have taken a different direction yes. as well. Totally, absolutely. Mm. You know, I think they uh, understanding the politics of the day um, and understanding you know where they were in the world. Uh, definitely. I think that those mining companies and those big companies could have done, I think, a lot more. I even felt that throughout the apartheid era and even now uh, in a different direction, businesses have always held back and not done anything. You know, I'm very, I'm, I'm quite strong on that point and that, that you've got to, they had to voice and they, they, they had enormous power. Lindsay, these, especially the Anglo-American corporation. I mean, they were enormously powerful. You're talking about an era during the war where industrial diamonds were needed, you know, to to make the machinery for war, um, where gold was 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 far more important than it is today. You know, in the 40s, in terms of uh, settling international contracts and so on, they made enormous amounts of money. They were an enormously wealthy, but in a family. Uh, yes, Harry Oppenheimer, like his father, went into politics and that. But you felt that they could have been much more forceful in in getting the government to change policies. You know? okay. So, uh, I, look, that's my view. Each person who reads the book must form their own opinions. You know, um, 
you know what I mean? I get that. I now I've always held that impression. That, okay, uh, good. Well, it, it, we, didn't, we, we didn't do enough. Yeah. Hopefully you so won't that, give it up like that other book that you read about ARM. No, You're no, going to finish this one. <laughs> I'm reading three. I'm reading. Uh, that, that's my problem. Uh, I think I'm reading three different books at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I've got a lot to occupy myself. My mind. Let's see. I mean, this weekend. Yes. Uh, there were the European Championships. I mean, the European. Oh, there's there was so the much stuff going on. And, and, the, and the rugby, you know. Oh, well, so, let's talk about I mean, the rugby now because we don't need to yeah. talk about the markets. It's a very <laughs> quiet day. I mean, I'm not a rugby fan. I'm really not. I watch international rugby yeah. and I can appreciate yeah. the beauty of the yeah. game. The first point I'd like to make yeah. is that seven weeks is too long for the Rugby yes. World Cup. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Football yeah. World Cup is three to four weeks. I think it's probably only three weeks, yeah. actually, and that's ten times yeah. bigger than the Rugby World Cup. Why, oh, why is it seven weeks long? You've got a, a gap of one week between one Springbok game yeah. and the next one. Mm. I don't think that's mm. right. They're really stringing it out, yeah. and it's actually boring. The There's other thing I'd like to say... teams, that's all. That's yeah, all. Exactly. There are 20 teams. Precisely. Four, why is it seven weeks? Apart. Get on with it, for goodness sake. These men are elite athletes. They're fit enough and they've got big enough squads to rotate and get on with it. I agree with you. I think think it would be a better format if you got the top eight clubs kind of thing in a playoff, you know, kind of thing, and then you decide on the top four or whatever it was. Because, to be honest, to watch Chile or or Japan, bless their hearts, you know, uh, you know, even Georgia and uh, Romania Fiji was strong. That's not going to work. You know, it, it's it's not even fun. And, no, Ireland uh, beat Romania eighty-two eight. That's not a World Cup game. Yeah, no, That's a travesty. No, no, it is a travesty. So I think I think the format's wrong. I would, you know, I'd like to see. Uh, you you want to see the top teams play each other? You know, and yes. uh, um, even then, if you watch Scotland against South Africa, I mean, Scottish. It's it's weird with how many people can play rugby in Scotland. You know, I mean, they've never well, been. Well, let's a, not talk about uh, the, the the specifics of the <laughs> no, uh, Scottish no, demography no, or saying. anything like. That. But I will say this one thing about this game. I watched this game. Oh, I've, I've, yeah. I've watched the opening. I've watched the England uh, Argentina game, and I was impressed with England's stoicism. But I watched South oh. Africa yesterday against Scotland. And I thought it was a bitty first half. It was boring, quite honestly. Oh. And when they went in at half time, the coach said to them. The Springboks, that is. They said, listen, for goodness sake, stop messing around. Put them out of their misery. And the first 10 minutes of the second half, they did so. And you get the feeling that South Africa at any stage can go up a gear or two and smash the other team. They are terrifying, David. They're they're not only giants, but they're also very Mm. quick. And I can't see any other team beating South Africa unless they uh, poison their food like South Africa did to the New Zealands in 1995. (laughs) 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 Or South Africa has an off day or something, whatever it is. But South Africa are extraordinary. They're terrifyingly good. Yeah, they are very, very powerful. And if you haven't got a pack, if you haven't got a pack to match them, you you know, and, and that's what happened with Scotland. Scotland would win a penalty in a, in a very strong position. Mm. Uh, sorry, you know, they earn a scrum, sorry. They get a scrum in a very in attacking position, which you would, what happens? Out scrummed, penalty against Scotland. Boom, they go all the way back, like snakes and ladders. Mm. You know, and, and that's what happened throughout the game. Uh, they just they just didn't have the sight 
of, uh, of the line. And this was supposed to be a good team, you know, that had a chance. Just didn't come close. And, I mean, South Africa are so strong. And their forwards are so quick, athletic, and quick to the ball. And the wings. Uh, oh, my uh, goodness me. I, I love I, the, 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 not only the wings, but they only brought on scrum harm. The, the scrum off is Grant, uh, Grant Williams right at the end. He's dynamic, like a little pocket dynamite. I mean, uh, so they've got the depth. You know, they can play. And they're going to they're gonna rest their players you know, against all the lesser teams. They're going to give everybody a chance to go out there. And they're so going to win the I trophy again. They're going to retain the well, championship. Well, yeah, yeah, unless something happens, you know. Uh, maybe France have got a chance, but mm. New Zealand France look a little good. bit tired. And Ireland were not bad, yeah. But New they, Zealand look terrible. Yeah. yeah, but anyway. Terrible, anyway. Mm. Yeah, seven weeks of this stuff. But and the football starts I'm again on, I, on I, Saturday. I did get a little bored and, and quickly went to watch England-Ukraine, which I enjoyed. And uh, Ireland versus uh, Netherlands. So yeah. there were a couple of interludes. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, football's back on Saturday. Uh, David, yeah, thank, thank you, you very much for your time this evening. <laughs> okay. As always, enjoy your Harry Oppenheimer book. And we will speak again on Thursday with Viv Govender on the five o'clock shadow. That was David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.